Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Dallas, Texas, it's time for Dallas Business Radio. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Dallas Business Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today we have with us Rosalind Robb with Clean Start Consulting. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Well, before we get too far into things, tell us about Clean Start Consulting. How are you serving folks? Yes, thank you so much. So I started Clean Start Consulting because I have many years of cleaning uh, background. And the reason for Clean Start Consulting is to help individuals who are in the cleaning industry be able to uh, know how to provide great customer service, as well as a strong structure of building a solid company from within. And obviously, the most important thing is making sure that clients are happy and satisfied with their services. So I have a ton of resources, as well as one-on-one coaching, and I am getting ready to launch some master classes as well to help small business owners really understand how to best utilize their time to lead uh, their company effectively. Now, is this a large market? Are there a lot of people that have cleaning businesses? Yes, absolutely. Um, There are cleaning companies all over the world. I've had the awesome privilege of even working with clients in London Um, last month. I'm talking with someone in Australia, but also in America as well. So it is definitely a global um, industry with uh, cleaning and it's actually being uh, getting faster growth wise because of COVID. People are either having, like in London, for instance, people are actually, you know, have lost their jobs, unfortunately. And so they have actually gone into the cleaning industry because it's very needed. Now, is there um, some do's and don'ts for that first time uh, business owner that's starting their own uh, cleaning business? Yes, absolutely. Goodness gracious. Um, I remember when I started my cleaning company, the first three years are just a really whirlwind and you are juggling so much as you are you know, the primary person for networking and marketing, um, sales, but also training your employees. A lot of times you're on the homes, obviously cleaning too. And so there are definitely things that I look back that I wish that I had done better um, and that I love to help people be able to navigate um, with, with, as, sorry, as they start their businesses. I think the main thing that I really recommend is as an entrepreneur, I feel like a lot of times we feel like we need just to do it all. You know what I mean? And we can do it all. And I think that that's really false. Um, really know your why um, and what your skill sets are, are super important. So if you know, for instance, for like for me, I really hate bookkeeping. I can do it, but I can hire somebody that would take, you know, half as long as what um, I would do. And so really understanding as a business owner early on, bring people on your team that have strengths that help your weaknesses or somebody who's a lot more passionate about a certain thing like social media, you know, where they can run your Facebook page. Could you do it? Yes, but it's not something that you enjoy doing. So I think that that's really important. I think also it is extremely important as a business owner as you're starting is making sure that you also take time to have self-care. I know I didn't do a very good job at that early on, so I burnt out (laughs) repeatedly at times. And you cannot pour into your company and in your employees, obviously, if you're on an empty tank. 
So really step back, make sure that you create boundaries. You know, you don't have to respond, you know, at 10 o'clock at night when a client is um, asking you if they have, you know, do you have an opening next week, which is what I did early on thinking, oh, that's great customer service. I need to respond ASAP. Like, no, the next day would be a good time to respond. So making sure you have boundaries. And then the main, main thing is remembering that this is not a sprint. This is a marathon. And so really making sure that you're building, not super fast, but you're building on a way that you can have consistency, you have quality over quantity. And that comes as far as both within your company with employees, but also within your clients. You want to make sure, yes, you want to be known as like the number one cleaning company when it comes to quality, both in and outside your company, not just the number one cleaning company that has like a zillion clients and like, you know, 40 something employees that you just, you know, are continually just hiring. No, you want to make sure that you're building solidly for a long-term jevity of your company. Now, do do you do you find that most people that get into this uh, industry they start out as doing the cleaning, but with the aspiration to at some point hire a team of people to do the cleaning, and then they do more of the leadership and and um, administration and the marketing. Yes, I think I've actually seen it be fifty fifty. Um, there are some people that are like, "Hey, I really don't like cleaning." Um, and I'm just going to hire a bunch of people to clean, but they have very strong um, administrative skills. Um, then there's people like myself that really enjoyed cleaning. So with my company that I still have um, called Freedom Cleaning, which is where I really you know utilize my experiences to help you know business owners with Clean Start Consulting. So I know where you've been. You know I've been in your shoes, and I'm still in the journey with you all. Um, but but I enjoy cleaning. So I think there's you have to be careful. Because what I have noticed is if you just strictly early on just do administrative work and don't actually clean with your team, you're going to have a harder time with quality control. And so it's your name and your recognition. So I even suggest that no matter how big you get as a company, you should plan on cleaning, you know, every so often, whether it's like three homes a week or maybe even when you get to really big, you know, three homes um, a month. But I think it's important for your team to see that you know what they do. Um, and that you you do what you know, you've done what they've done, and that you know that what they're doing is hard work too. I think it helps with the team to have that. And and I think a big part of that is it's such an intimate service. You're going into someone's home and looking through their stuff. You know, you're seeing all the nooks and crannies of a person's home. So you, I think you got to have a high level of respect of that and also care. Absolutely. So that is a number one. Well, there's two number uh, two things when I hire an interview or, and I also help coach and consult with my my clean start consulting when they're like, gosh, you know, I keep hiring these people, but there's such a huge turnover rate, which is a huge thing in the cleaning industry. Um, and the one thing that you really obviously want to have is integrity, because like you said, it is a super honor and a privilege to be able to go in someone's home. Absolutely. Um, but the other thing, too, is do they really care about the job that they do. You know, when, when I interview, when I say this to uh, my, you know, consultants, um, clients, like, do you ask them, like, are you getting the feel when you're interviewing them that they just want a part-time job? Or are they excited about, wow, like, I really am making a difference in my job to help people that are, you know, working, you know, really long days and coming home so they can not clean and worry about their home and they can be with their families. And so you can't, there are certain things you can't train, you know, you can't train common sense. (laughs) I've learned that, Um, but you can't really train someone to have a kind heart either. 
So really making sure, you know, what are the motives for um, them wanting to join your cleaning company? You know, there are tons of part-time jobs and there are, you know, full-time jobs out there too, but we're a unique company and you want to pride yourself with your company that you're not just another cleaning company. Now, are there any kind of things over the years that you've been doing this, any kind of red flags where a person might sound good when, you know, they're saying all the right things, but they're giving off a vibe or you're seeing some things about them that maybe, hey, this may not be a good fit. Have you kind of learned some red flags or what or things to look for? Like, oh, if they say this, then they're probably going to work out. But if they, you know, if I ask them this question, oh, that's not going to be a good fit then. Yes, I think when it comes to talking about the schedule, I think that that's a really key flag. Um, you know, somebody's like, oh, I can work anytime. And and you really ask them for days in advance, like, you know, hey, we're, we're headed obviously towards the holidays. And they're like, oh, no, I can work whatever, that kind of thing. Um, I think that's hard because I don't think they take it seriously. They're, I think that they think, oh, yeah, I'm going to be available here and there. But they really know in the back of their mind that there are days that they don't want to work, but they're afraid to say that. So you really want transparency and honesty. Um, you know, attention to detail is really important. And so one question I always ask, which, you know, I have had some, you know, people that I've interviewed that's kind of given me a red flag. I say, hey, you know, when we go into clients' homes, sometimes there's, you know, cash on the counters and, you know, that kind of thing. What would you do? Like, and so that's been a really good question to ask because either they'll look kind of startled or they'll just, you know, answer in a way like, oh, I wouldn't touch it. I would contact the office, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, but I think that's a good one to, to talk about. Or, you know, when you break something, you know, what would you do if you broke something? Um, when I go, you know, to get new clients, that's a number one thing that I hear is, hey, we had a service for like five years and then they, you know, broke something, but they didn't tell us. Like that really like, you know, hurt our trust. And so making sure you have honest people. And obviously we talk about after, you know, they answer that, hey, this is the, our policy with our company if you break something or, you know, hey, this is our policy when it comes to cash. Right. And if you can address those things ahead of time proactively, that gives you more in, uh, integrity and it shows that, that you are trustworthy. You're not ducking those kind of difficult questions. Right. Absolutely. Now, let's talk a little bit about um, the situation you're in with being a military spouse. How has that impacted uh, your leadership and running your business? Yeah, absolutely. So I married my husband uh, two and a half years ago, and we were up in uh, Dayton, Ohio. So my company in Louisville, Kentucky with Freedom, um, I knew that there was going to be obviously a change of season of life, because I would not be able to be obviously full time on the ground with freedom. And so for two and a half years, I kind of, um, kind of manage it from a distance, I still somewhat do. But when we got orders to, to go to Abilene, Texas, um, for about two to three years, I knew that, um, you know, I needed to start looking and thinking more about what I wanted to do for myself. Um, you know, I'll admit to you that as a military spouse, there was a little bit of a grieving process for me. I was like, oh my goodness, like I have my cleaning company, it's my baby, you know, I'm probably gonna have to sell it or just quit it. Like, what if we get called to Germany or something like that? Um, but I'm thankful that I didn't allow my husband's job, which I'm super, you know, proud of him. And, and I respect so many people that make the sacrifices um, as military, military um, families do. And I started thinking outside the box. And what I'm encouraged about and is that as military spouses, we have opportunities to be an entrepreneur and to allow the world to be our oyster in a sense. So, you know, 
would it be hard for me to like, you know, start another cleaning company every two to three years? Absolutely. And so this is where Clean Start came from. And I said, you know, I love what I do as a business owner. I love my clients. I love my team. But I'm hearing from other people in the industry, just whether through networking events, you know, in, in Texas or, or other areas in the country on, you know, Facebook, you know, support groups with cleaning business owners, that they're really struggling with certain areas that I think I've seen, you know, some of the processes that I've done and kind of mindset and all of that. How can I help these businesses? So I'm actually really encouraged as a military spouse, I was able to, able to creatively figure out how I could still be an entrepreneur, you know, still be able to be in the cleaning industry, which I love, and help other business owners around the world. So, Well, that's a great lesson for everybody that, um, you know, you don't have to look at things in this kind of binary all or nothing way. There's lots of ways to skin the cat and there are lots of ways to accomplish your goals that you're still in the industry. You're still helping people. You're still serving people and you're doing it by leaning into your circumstance. I mean, you're not letting that kind of defeat you. You're, you're working within it. That's congratulations. Thank you so much. So now what's been, I know this is kind of new, but uh, you must be encouraged by the amount of traction you're getting so early in on this process. Yes, absolutely. It's been a, a great, um, great to see that, you know, one thing that I noticed early on when I was looking at being a consultant or the, the business coach, you know, kind of a thing is that there's a ton out there of coaches. And so I, I'll admit to you, I was a little worried about, like, oh my goodness, there's a coach for like everything, whether it's fitness, holistic living, you know, mindset to business. And the reason why I didn't want to be known as a cleaning coach, but the consultant aspect is because I felt like, and this is kind of silly, but it's true. I liked that it was so close to the word consoling. Um, and, you know, I think that I have such a great you know, experience being in this business for over seven years and understanding where my clients are coming from because I've been there. And so, you know, I've had those meltdowns. I've had those long days. Goodness gracious, I worked 100 plus hour work weeks my first, you know, two plus years of business. Um, you know, a lot of times I wondered what on the earth did I get myself into, all of that. And so I really just want to be, a, you know, a consultant, a mentor, come alongside um, other business owners and to show them that they don't have to do everything on their own. Um, and I want to be able to add value to their, to their business. And I think, you know, you're going to have to learn business. It can be a lonely journey, but it doesn't have to be like, we need to be willing to reach out. Um, you know, I have a business mentor, you know, myself, and I'm so thankful because, you know, she's way, way ahead of where I am and it's a totally different industry, but it's important. We need each other. We need community. Now, can you um, maybe share some advice for that person that has never been an entrepreneur before, but you know, they're just tired of the kind of being relying on other people to hire them or to, you know, to do, you know, to be an employee. And they want to, you know, kind of control their own destiny a little more and maybe explore entrepreneurship. Any advice for that person to take the leap into entrepreneurship? Yeah, I think that's a great question to ask. You know, we live in such a great time right now to, in America, we have a lot of resources. Um, there's, you know, the small business, um, the SBA, there's SCORE, which is part of the SBA, which is a nonprofit side where you can actually get, you know, mentors, um, whether it's, you know, hey, I really want to know something about um, how to how to file for a business or, hey, I have some legal 
you know, questions and they have, you know, some attorneys that do it pro bono. So, I mean, there's so many great resources out there. I think the biggest thing when it comes to starting a business, you're going to have to really know your why for your business. Because if you're just like, oh, you know, I don't really, I want to be able to be my own boss. I want to be able to just like choose my own hours. And you're going to learn early on in, in business. You know, the first couple of years are difficult, um, but you got to push through it. But it's not as easy as, you know, oh, I can just choose when I want to work and when I don't want to work. Um, so really knowing your why is really important because you're going to have to come back to that during the days when it's tough. Um, one thing that I'm a huge, you know, advocate for, and this is what I like to tie in when I'm, you know, consulting business owners um, in the cleaning industry is, you know, what are your passions outside of just, you know, cleaning and having a, a great cleaning company? And, you know, whether it's, you know, um, protecting our environment or, you know, helping refugees or, you know, different things. For me, the why for my business with Freedom as well as Clean Start was that I'm a huge human trafficking victims advocate. And so I actually was wanting to, and I applied to law school and was headed to be a federal prosecutor uh, right after college. And, um, um, but obviously that was not where I am today. Um, but, you know, when I thought about starting a business, I thought, wow, like, is there a way for me to take my passion, like something that I really want my life spent serving this particular area of need? And so I was able to think, hey, you know, I love cleaning. I can really elevate cleaning as honorable work, pay them, you know, double minimum wage at least, and really give back to local human trafficking victim organizations in our community. So I'm advocating and I'm serving in our community and helping, you know, these nonprofits that desperately need money. The same thing with Clean Start Consulting. When I started in my consulting business, I said, okay, how do I tie this back in to my passion? And so what I'm really excited about with Clean Start is that I really want to next year sometime start the She Foundation, which is Seen, Heard, and Embraced Foundation to provide mentoring and financial support to empower human trafficking survivors. And this will be an opportunity for them to get grants and help these women seek a clean start with the counsel and tools they need to help launch their own successful businesses. And so I'm, I'm in the process right now of talking to other entrepreneurs um, in, in the country that say, hey, you know, you know how to run a bakery and you start it from scratch. Like, would you be willing to commit to one year of mentoring, you know, someone who, you know, gets financial resources from us, but also the mentoring um, aspect through our nonprofit or, you know, our foundation. So that's, again, when, when you're looking at starting a new business, I would definitely take some time to really think, what is your passion? You know, what is it that you really want to encompass with your whole company? And, and when you do that and you have that true north and you have that compelling reason to wake up every day and be fired up about doing important work, then it makes a lot of things easier in terms of now you know what to say no to. Now you know what group to serve like it, it, it differentiates you from everybody else. So I think there's so many important uh, parts to what you just said uh, and having your why, it, that's where your heart is. And that's, you know, that is the thing that people are going to gravitate because they believe in what you believe and they want to be part of that. They, the mission is so important that other people will want to come along. And uh, if you get that clear, a lot of things become easier, I think. Absolutely. You're able to say no to certain things because when you don't say no, and that's something else, I think early on in business, we say yes to like everybody and everything. And it makes your value less, actually. 
it's okay to figure out, you know, what kind of niche you want to be in business, because that's actually going to make your company stronger. Um, I cannot remember, I apologize, but the guy that said, you know, people don't buy what you do, they buy, they do it, they buy why you do it. And I think that's so key. Yeah, absolutely. And don't be afraid to kind of have a niche because uh, we say here, niches bring you riches. You know, the clearer you are on who you serve, it's easy to focus in on them and, and serve the heck out of them. Absolutely. So now if somebody wanted to get a hold of you and learn more about your work, what is the website? Absolutely. So you can find more information about Clean Start at uh, www.cleanstart-consulting.com or you can find me on Instagram at Clean Start Consulting or Clean Start Consulting as well as on Facebook or my email address is Rosalyn, R-O-S-A-L-Y-N-N at cleanstart-consulting.com. I would love to hear from you all. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. You're doing important work and we appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me on. I look forward to hearing how this um, encourages other uh, small business owners that are are in the in the grind with me, but also those that are interested in starting a business and are um, you know encouraged that hey they can take that leap. All right. Well, thank you again for sharing your story. This is thank Lee you. Cantor. We will see you all next time on Dallas Business Radio. Mm-hmm.